gentlemen, it is time once again. Michigan hang time. Back in the house. The boys in the box. Scott Bernstein, TJ Kelly here to talk hoops. And uh, it's been crazy with the weather and all these insanity uh, postponements and cancellations. But we we burrow through. Frigid outside, yes. but, but heated inside. True. Great when, matchups. When they're playing, some, yes. Control some climate. Uh, hot shooting guards. Yes. Okay. So quickly, uh, we appreciate our sponsors very much. Lawrence Technological University, the MHSA, Hungry Howies, and BCAM. Dan Young and Matt Mowry will be here at the end of the show. We'll talk about the what we're calling the lucky seven for Miss Basketball hopefuls who we think will get on the ballot. Uh, at least they have the best shot, we believe. So you want to make sure you stay tuned for that. But right now, uh, let's talk a little bit about what's happening in boys' hoops. And, of course, obviously this uh, is when we start with um, the PSL. You know, we're at the quarterfinals, we had the semifinals, uh, and I think really the story out of Oliver right now is that Renaissance said, hey, you guys forgot about us. Yes. Everyone was writing us off the page and, and, and kind of writing our obituary after uh, Vito left and, and Carrington left, and uh, you got to tip your hat to, to Johnny White and, and coming in there and, and stabilizing and steadying the ship and making sure that th- that thing didn't go, off, didn't go off the rails because it seemed like it was on the verge of going off well, the rails. Well, we mentioned it, right? We mentioned this off camera, and this was, we went out and covered them the day that Carrington left. Yep. And they were playing Beecher at, at Beecher. Beecher. And they gave him a heck of a game. Right. And it was a heck of an effort. And I think that and, foreshadowed. Uh, the approach that Renaissance was going to take that, you know, we're, we're not cashing in our chips. There's still a lot of players on this team that have dreams of winning a PSL title, that have dreams of making a long senior run leader, in a tournament. Senior leadership. Yeah, and, yeah. and Chandler Turner, uh, in addition to the to, on the bench, John White, but you got to give a lot of credit to Chandler Turner, the senior uh, captain of that group, um, you know, uh, circling the wagons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also, yeah, I also yeah. like, I also like Hila Marzet, um, slashing lefty, kind of maybe a little bit positionless. But yeah, he's one of those guys where he kind of gave him stepped up when that opportunity was there, you know, as any player should be ready to do. And yeah. he's and he, now he gets to, to play for a lot of chips here on Friday. So in I think the yeah. final. a lot of people were uh, kind of penciling in King versus Cast for the uh, for, for the for the PSL title, but Renaissance said, uh, you know, well, we're going to be there and, and we're going to be pounding on that door and and you better let us in. You and I did not just pencil them into the finals. We said King would win. I said King was going to win. We said King should be the winners of the city. TJ did not go that far. Uh, Renaissance beats King in the semifinals. How'd they do it? Well, a uh, little bit of a foul trouble. Um, it was pretty tight. Chandler Turner had three fouls in the first quarter, so, or first half, so he winds up going to the bench. Um, to be honest, it was just turnovers that kind of killed King. They just didn't make shots. Renaissance had a lot of turnover or a lot of uh, bas- oh, excuse me, baskets in transition um, and giving up layups. You know, I mean, King's the team that they'd rather keep that score at 45, 50 points. You know, when you're giving up, you know, five field goals or, you know, layups, you know, that right there, that affects the whole game and you can't necessarily play to your pace and then. I mean, it was unfortunate. John Massey got in foul trouble um, in the first half, which probably slowed them down a little bit. Omar Ziegler played really well. Uh, Chauncey Willis played really well. We'll talk about them later. Um, but, yeah, I mean, hats off to Renaissance. They just yeah. did a great job. Chandler Turner had a really strong second half. 
Um, and, and that, you know, Keon Henderson did a good enough job as a we man in the point guard. S- we saw King struggle against Clarkston like that yeah. at the uh, at the King Classic. So, um, yeah, so they've still, you know, still got some work to do. Uh, they won't be kings of the city here this year, but uh, they've still got the state tournament to uh, to get it done. So, um, And with Ziegler and, and, and Willis, you got a really bright future for, yeah, for the Crusaders. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So on the other side of things, Cass uh, in the finals as we expected. Uh, what did you like about uh, how they played? They were down thirteen to ten to Pershing, a young Pershing team, and yeah, 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 a good Pershing team, a ranked Pershing team. Yeah, and hey, I mean, it was people who started, you know, buzzing and stuff like that a little bit, and then it was just too much cast. You know, they just hey, we're not losing. We've we've come this far. We're all juniors and seniors. This isn't happening. Not only that, in our gym. Yes, you know, and we want to play for the PSL champ DPS Big D Championship in our in, in our gym. Yeah. You know, so, um, but yeah, hats off to uh, as Steve they did Bro- for the Steve Hall. I was gonna yep. say, uh, no, that wasn't at there, Joe. I was gonna say, as they did at the uh, football finals, but that was at Renaissance, so for the football finals, so, yeah, maybe yeah. They didn't so anyway, but anyway, yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, they, they um, still want to make it a clean sweep, yes, football, basketball. yeah, right, right, yeah, can't do that, can got to keep the rivalry going, yeah. Well. So, how do you like that game? How do you like that matchup now, Renaissance and Cass? I like it, tons of have they played yet this year because I do not have, have not. that in front of me, okay. Let's say it's, 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 it, you have a lot of seniors that are committed. Obviously, Chandler Turner going to Bowling Green. Yeah. We'll see what's going to go on with Marzette. Obviously, he'll play in college somewhere. Um, yeah, Tyson Acuff, one of the best Tyson juniors in the Acuff, state. Khalil Whitehead's going to Chicago State. Yeah, your on buddy the wing. Josh Powell. Josh Powell, who just uh, sent me a little tweet about why uh, yep. why I'm not giving him enough yep. love in my PSL yep. rankings, rankings, which we'll get to in a second. Okay, okay, I like that though. Yeah, we like the, the dia- we like the dialogue. All right, yep. so. But I think we're all Daniel so Daniel Autry, who's for me the, be, Autry, the, the, the best the shooter yep. uh, in the PSL. Cass will win, but it's going to be a great game. I think that I'm, I'm going to give the nod to Cass just because I think that their guard play is that much better. Yeah. Um, you know, Kyle Legreer is another you know another guy that's you know a junior who's going to be back next year, obviously. Yeah. Um, but you put him with Acuff, and they like to speed teams up. They like to to pressure them. You know, at the end of the game yesterday, Renaissance. I mean, there were there were some opportunities where. Uh, they were they started flipping it a little bit, you know, and and it is what it is. But yeah. you, when you get into pressure situation, when you're getting into championship games, you know, you have, then you have to be able to take care of the ball. Yeah, and that will be Renaissance's biggest obstacle, uh, in my opinion, for how Casper. Well, let's keep it operation friendly friendship here, for uh, sure. because we're going to definitely have the Catholic League champion yep. take on the city champion. Uh, Catholic League semifinals had Orchard Lake St. Mary's and UDJ getting together again. And you were saying when we were talking before the show, uh, this run that UDJ has yeah, it's, had it's in the Catholic League. It's unprecedented. They're going for a seventh straight Catholic League championship. And at the A-B level, uh, the most uh, reeled off in a row has only been four. And that was done in the 1950s. And uh, who did that? And that was Detroit Catholic Central, okay. 49-50, 51 uh, And then since then, there's been some, some teams that have put together three straight. Mm-hmm. But uh, UDJ is going for number seven straight. And it, you know it, it's a true Catholic League dynasty right now. Uh, and, and it's because of uh, a defensive mindset and the type of playmakers and, and, and game changers that they have on a year in year out, but year in year out basis. Guys that are not just going to lead in the stat sheet, but they're going to lead in the huddle. Yeah. Guys like Daniel Friday and Julian Dozier this year, yeah. who are just you know I call them lunch pail superstars. Yeah. They're they're guys that aren't going to go out. They're they're not going to get you thirty. They're not going to get you forty. Yeah. But they're both gonna uh, they're going to beat you with uh, skill, intelligence, savvy, uh, tempo, leadership. Right. 
and, and just uh, uh, you know the attitude that, that we're going to go out there and we're going to take what's ours. And like you said, they're so deep. Caleb Hunter's almost like the seventh yeah, option. Yeah, their tra- tra- transfer from Southfield mm-hmm. Christian won a state title as a point guard at the Division IV uh, ranks last year. Uh, Lindsey Hunter's son, who's an assistant at Renaissance, uh, has come into to UDJ. He's giving them— going to make districts interesting, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's it's struggling it's giving to get him, minutes. Give, give him giving him yeah. a boost off the bench. Yeah, he's probably their best shooter. Sure, um, but he's not starting. He, yeah. he's their he's their sixth or seventh man. And um, I liked when I saw uh, Coach Donnelly going with a backcourt of uh, Dozier and Hunter, kind of playing a two point guard back uh, a backcourt. And he was doing that a lot in the second half uh, okay. last night. Okay. Daniel Friday, um, you know, I have him. In my Mr. Basketball Power rankings, I got Daniel Friday at number two. Again, he's not a get, he's not a guy that's going to give you twenty five, but every game he's going to give you between fifteen and twenty points, five to eight rebounds, yeah, five to eight assists. Working, just uh, you yeah, know, a he's matchup a, nightmare. He's a stat yeah. stuffer, and um, yeah. you know he had, he he battled foul trouble uh, against Orchard Lake St. Mary's in the semifinals, missed the whole second quarter, and then just came out of the uh, of the locker room into the third quarter with reckless abandon, scored eight straight. Um, three of them were on alley oops from Dozier. The final two, uh, slam bam, thank you, ma'am. Uh, you know, get, getting his jam on up the rim, and then he had a big play on defense uh, in the fourth quarter uh, where Wisconsin commit Lauren Bowman, Orchard Lake's best flair, going in for a layup, which would have either tied the game or given St. Mary's the lead. Friday beat him with a basket and, and blocked him at the rim. They went back the other way and scored. Uh, Julian Dozier had a couple uh, 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 big. Uh, stealing scores in the in, in the fourth quarter, and it wasn't pretty. You know, they only scored forty six points, but they grinded out that victory. And, and, and as Coach Donnelly said, and as Daniel Friday said after the game, you know, this dynasty rests its hat on defense, uh, and it came through for us again uh, uh, in the semis against St. Mary's. And that was their first championship seven years ago. Oh, right, exactly. That was, and that's, this is that's, a new to me is the more what you call amazing new thing. old yeah. stock, like a microwave you know dynasty. It's like it's, it's like, it's like if the Lions, it's like if the, it's like if the Lions were playing late in early February. You yeah. know that doesn't right. happen. I don't right. think I gave it. The last thing I'll say about it, I don't think I gave Julian Dozier enough credit. I think I really underestimated him with him coming back into the state. Yeah, he was out in Arizona last year as a uh, as a junior. I'd only seen him play as a sophomore. I didn't see him a ton um, over the summer. I came away incredibly impressed by him last night. Uh, he only scored 10 points, but he had eight assists, seven rebounds, and six steals, yeah. and, and was controlling tempo, controlling pace, uh, just a bulldog of a point guard, uh, as savvy and as gritty as they come in the backcourt. Um, and and you, you combine him with Daniel Friday, that, that that's a dynamic duo. I will say that um, at the time of recording this, we do not know who – uh, Wednesday's semifinal winner would be between uh, Detroit Loyola and, and Catholic Central. So uh, by the time they uh, end up hearing this podcast or watching this show, uh, you're going to know who that is. But what are your thoughts just of that matchup? So Loyola have a shot? Um, I, th- I think that they do have a shot. Um, I really like the. I think Mark Mayberry has been a player that has really broke out this year. Um, Cam Hudson, you know, has been st- stable for Loyola over you know his time being there. And they lost a big time transfer uh, in Myron Gardner. And yeah, went, went, went let's say this: if Myron, Gar- if Myron Gardner is on that team, then we're probably talking about them competing not only for a Catholic League championship, but we're, or let's say this: going to give you a Jesuit the biggest shot that they can. Um, but then there would also be a chance uh, working on a class. Uh, st- excuse me, a state championship. Um, I just think that maybe uh, Catholic Central's just got too much up front. Lukowski's playing great. 
Uh, Rukat. To me, Rukat, Justin Rukat I think, me is, the story, is the story of that team because yeah. he was uh, uh, just a paint presence the last couple years uh, over the summer. Worked on his perimeter game. Now, you know, Justin Rukat rolls on the floor. He's going to beat you inside and out. And, you know, I, I saw a game where he hit six or seven three pointers. Um, he's just as dangerous uh, from beyond the arc now as he is uh, on the block. I think he would be a great walk on opportunity for, you know, scholarship teams, whether it be. You know, a, a high academic Division One or you know Division Division Two, definitely. Yeah. You know, because I mean, he's just a, give me a kid. They can make shot. They can make jumpers, run up and down the floor. You know, and not only that, he's been on a pretty competitive team. Yeah. And so you know, playing getting adjusted to winning, playing against competitive. Yeah, so you're doing yeah. that against you know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not you're not playing against the sisters of the poor. One yeah. final side note I'll say about uh, UDJ and and their run to to you know, in their attempt yeah. to get back to yeah. Breslin and yeah. win a state title. Yeah. Um. Their one Achilles heel, I would say, is outside shooting. They don't have a a, a great perimeter attack in terms of uh, their three point um, uh, from three point distance. When they won the state title uh, with Cassius as a senior, they had Scotty Nelson, yep. uh, the football star, that that could really Wisconsin, loosen up defenses and and, and be prone to, to go for double digits from uh, from beyond the arc. Uh, one thing that, that they do this year, but yeah. right. I, mean, I, I think they can. I, I think they can uh, overcome it. I think their size. Is 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 a big difference. Um, you know, you got to look at Daniel Fry is also a guy that can, who's starting to shoot the ball a little better, but he doesn't really show it. But Dozier and Friday are yeah. not bad shooters, yeah. but they're not great shooters. And, right? But if you put, give me Daniel Friday, give me JT Morgan, give me Jalen uh, Jalen Thomas. I mean, that's Jordan awesome. Montgomery. Well, I'm just saying those three guys that are you know six 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 five oh, yeah. and taller. Yeah, yeah. You know, on the front court, I mean, that's a lot to. For a lot of other front courts in Class A to really handle and and be able to and say hey, we got we got to put up for thirty two minutes of of going back and forth on the boards yeah. and maybe that's one thing that why they don't shoot the ball well or excuse me shoot the ball as well as they did when they won a state championship that will help them just because they you know that rebounding ability and you know hey get a slasher you know putbacks and stuff like that yeah. you know definitely helps. that was the, maybe, the 2016 that, state title maybe that's Clarkston yeah. yes yeah yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think from from a, a top side they can play with them, and of course the way Nicholson's playing on the board. I'll tell you what, yeah, anyone. If, so yeah, give me give me Clarkston and UAD Jesuit at the it, finals. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure the MHSA will be very happy. Do we want to shout out Woodhaven? Get your hotels right yeah, now. Yeah, I do. I'm going to shout them out, and that's that's where I was going next. Yeah. Uh, we went out for a state champs on Monday, and uh, you know, again, we always like to spread it around. We're not awesome. just talking about getting to Look, the down river the love. Best. Absolutely, yeah. and uh, these were two teams who were pretty much the. Uh, you know, kind of the cream of the crop, you know, at the time, one, two. And this in, is at, Etzel Ford's River. first year in the Down River League. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so we had Woodhaven and Etzel Ford get together. It was a 54-52 game uh, that um, Woodhaven was able to um, pull out uh, at the end. You'll have, be able to see the highlights. It's kind of the Down River League tourney uh, that's going on. There's uh, another game that will be taking place on Friday Woodhaven's for the championship. fourth straight Down River League title maybe three straight but josh it, warren four years josh warren the b- best player uh down river seen in a decade probably woodhaven woodhaven history yeah, yeah. well the, yeah, last best player since andrew van derendon for right. wyandotte well i was going to say the interesting thing if you look at kind of you know what i call the state champs era which is like the last 15 for the longest time you know it was kennedy and it was truman yeah you know Aaron the, Foster Smith, yeah, yeah those yeah. were the two, the two uh, and then you had melvindale that had some really really good teams yeah. uh in the past and then every once in a while you would have some of the what I call the football schools, um, you know, Alex Roosevelt, Park and yeah. Roosevelt. Brandon Bowdery was pretty good. Yeah, and Carlson once in a while. PJ Ray, uh, but uh, yeah. 
So, but, you know, now, um, you know, it's just a Taylor High School. And for whatever reason, they're really down. They're only three and nine overall uh, on the year. So um, they're still trying to figure it out uh, over there. But uh, again, you know, it's always, it's always fun to watch. The highlights are fun. And, uh, and again, and, you do see some good basketball All their best basketball players and, are and playing all, hockey. And Absolutely. they pretty much, again, like most, not like here. I mean, like football, they just play each other. Here they pretty much just play each other because there's a lot of teams in the league. But, yep. you know, Woodhaven took on King at the PSL Holiday Hoops Classic at uh, Cass Tech. Lost 62-45, but... Ansel Ford has a thoroughbred in Jamal Baydoun. I mean, he's a guy that can can get you 25 or 30 uh, on any given night. Um, So that's a name to to watch for out of Dearborn. And then Woodhaven, in addition to Josh Warren, um, I know Marcus Brown and and, and Brian uh, Brian Wilkinson uh, are tough as nails on the perimeter. I also heard, uh, real quick, Baydoun's dad was one of the, like, original studs at U of M Dearborn basketball. We yeah. just got about a minute left, yeah. but if you want to mention anything as far as like movement on your rankings, I know one and two, there wasn't a whole lot. USA, you've now put into Division yep. Three. Undefeated and winning well. Yep, and uh, in Division Four, you've got uh, ranked teams going up against each other, I think, coming up. Yeah, quite a few. Uh, uh, Camden Meridian, uh, I think they play Athens uh, coming up. Uh, we're Battle Creek, St. Fran- Philip, excuse me, but Camden Meridian, all those teams are really starting to play each other. You've got they're kind of beating up on each other. Southfield Christian went and played a really tough record. I know you talked about Novi Christian being one of the top teams. If so, you know, if if Southfield Christian wasn't yeah. in their league, yeah. but uh, yeah, so Southfield Christian is really maintaining. They're they're playing with a lot of steam right now. Bellevue keeps on winning, um, but they'll also have to play Athens again this year. And uh, you know, Brimley is playing well, so I mean, in Class D Division Four, maybe a little bit tough to you know decipher. You got to contend that stuff, with that Southfield Christian yeah, mystique. Southfield, yeah, the Southfield mystique, Christian the aura. Is, yeah. You're not just you're yeah. not just playing the the 2019 yeah. Southfield Christian Eagles. You're playing all the way back to you well, know you got 13 guys like, and 14. You guys, who, you got guys who have been there before. You know, yeah, like that, you've got Kessler over at yeah. Tri Unity. You know where you're, you know where he's done his kind of thing yeah. over the years. You know? But that schedule that Southfield Christian plays, it's so daunting. Yeah, yeah. There's but, so many great. You know, it's it, good. It, it pays dividends. That's why yeah. it pays exactly. dividends. Yeah. It pays dividends. At, one, at one time this year, I think they were four and six, and now yeah. they they were they two and five. Yeah, two and yeah. five. And yeah. they're twelve and six right yeah. now. So yeah, not too shabby. Yeah. Right. Once they started getting into teams that were more in their league, you know, yeah. instead of playing, and they know. just beat West Bloomfield, who you know, a team from yeah. the OA Red, yeah. and Donovan Moore's back now. Yeah. So, and their their only loss they've had since. Uh, Christmas break was to River Rouge, which okay. could be the number one team in the whole state. Absolutely. So. All right. True. We're going to hold it there. We're going to come back with the grab bag. we got a couple of topics we're going to uh, jump onto today, so stay with us. We will be right back. Fundraising should be fresh, flavorful, and simple. We have the perfect solution at Hungry Howie's. Dough Razor. Your team or school can sell paper pizza certificates that can be redeemed for one medium pizza at participating locations. We've been doing this fundraiser for about four years, and it's the easiest and best and most profitable fundraiser they have in Michigan. Go to DoughRaiser.com to learn more and sign up. Your next fundraiser comes with flavored crust. Welcome to Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. All right, welcome back to State Champs Hang Time, Michigan. Time to reach into the grab bag and see what we're pulling out today. Uh, and again, we're talking about the PSL this week. It's PSL Championship, so this is a PSL-themed grab bag. And we want to first start with, uh, Scott, you have put together some PSL player rankings, some yeah, power a, I did, rankings. I did a top 10, and I did uh, a little... Uh 
uh, awards uh, uh, rundown for for uh, 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 shouting out the best performances uh, yeah. by teams and players and coaches. And I think your coach of the year was aptly yeah. chosen. So I gave John White from Renaissance the coach of the year. Uh, uh, and look then at where they are. Chandler Turner was my number one player in the PSL. Um, you know, just uh, you know, a captivating talent on the wing. Just you know, does it all. Headed and, to Bowling Green. Yeah, headed to, heading to Bowling Green. Tyson Acuff is my number two junior point guard from Cast Tech. Um, just a uh, you know, I, I've, you know, I, I tout him as as promising a point guard prospect as the the league has seen in, in the last decade. Um, His senior year is going to be off the hook. Yeah, There's no question. Yeah. Jordan White, uh, Jordan Whitford is my number three at, at King. Just uh, you know, a tireless point guard. Um, just you know, a pit bull of a presence uh, uh, in, in the backcourt. I got Pierre Brooks Jr. at number four. You know, right now he's probably the most natural scorer in the league as only a sophomore. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that just muscles his way uh, uh, to buckets in the paint. Just a, a, a you know a ferocious, um, a ferocious getting in the lane and creating his own shot. Uh, Khalil Whitehead, I got at number five. Uh, the, the Cast Tech wing is going to Chicago State. I think he's incredibly underrated. He can do a lot of different things for you. Uh, a very complete, complete style of game. Uh, Kalen Grant, number six from Renaissance, left the state, uh, went out to Texas, came back this year. He's been a big reason that that Renaissance has been able to uh, uh, keep 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 the uh, pushing the needle forward a- after some of those uh, uh, early. Um, Perfect. Question marks yes. for, for the season. And some exits. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, K-Line Marzette, I got at number seven, has been a real pleasant surprise uh, as a slasher on the wing uh, for Renaissance. Omar Ziegler, I got at number eight from King. He's a sophomore guard. Um, really like what I see from him. You know, he just uh, he, can, he can really light defenses up when he gets on a roll. Uh, number nine from Detroit Western, uh, only a junior, Kip Clark, one of the more underrated post players mm. in Metro Detroit. Um, a type of kid that... Uh, uh, just really, you know, he's a sir grind a lot. Yeah. A, a guy that's gonna beat you with a lot of hustle, uh, a, a lot of a lot of heart, a lot of heart and soul. Grit. Chip, yeah. I like that. Chip. And then yeah. uh, number ten, uh, Devon Bryant. Devon Bryant from Henry Ford, okay. um, who's had a, a really nice year and is a guy that uh, you know has got a sweet stroke and and, and a guy that can create and distribute um, as well as uh, generate a lot of offense. So. Uh, most improved player I gave out to David Solomon from, from Detroit Pershing. Really like what I've seen from him. Um, best shooter, sniper award, Daniel Autry. I mentioned him a couple minutes ago from Cast Tech. Uh, newcomer of the year, uh, who I consider the best freshman right now in the PSL, Chancey Willis over at uh, Detroit King. Uh, kind of learning the tricks of the trade yeah. from Jordan Whitford. That's good. Uh, and then I gave Johnny White coach of the year, and uh, it's it's been a, a a really good season for PSL basketball. Um, and I, I think there were some questions about whether was. or not it was just going to be a a, a two team race yeah. with, like football with, with King and mm-hmm. Cass. But uh, you know, Renaissance has, yeah. has really um, yeah. brought you know brought what they've needed to bring to the yeah. table. And maybe to Henry make Ford, this. obviously not as strong as they've been in the past, but. Yeah, but I, I still, just kind of, kind of. Renaissance is bringing the Renaissance is bringing the thunder well, though. When the playoffs start, yeah. Yeah. yeah, get through the districts. Right. Well, and they have to. I think Henry Ford has to rely a lot on their shooting. That's one of the one of the things they killed them when they played King. Yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is. Sometimes the ball doesn't bounce that way. Live to play another day, unless it's in March. Yeah. Well, 
Renaissance, though, they're, they're, bringing the, they're bringing the pain, bringing the thunder, um, and you just, you just got to give a lot of credit to that, not just the coaching staff, but, but, but that roster as well. What is the future of PSL basketball? <laughs> that was wonderful. Well, Henry Ford just beat Cast Tech uh, in the JV finals, oh. uh, which is last week. So okay. now that we're talking about, you know, Ken yeah. Flowers, maybe there's something over, Some, you know, brewing over at Seven Mile in Evergreen, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. just north of Seven Mile. You yeah, know, yeah, don't yeah. want to give everybody too much credit. Be, you know, well, anyways, I understood. Move on there. Is but, Julian but, yeah. Walker a junior? He, Julian Walker is a senior. Okay, so he yeah. won't be back next year. For uh, I hope not. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Got it. Uh, it. But yeah, you just talked about Chancey Willis over at uh, over at King as well as Omar Ziegler, um, a 2022 and Chancey, um, one of the, I mean, plays with Cajal. He's got he's got some chutzpah to him. Yeah, you know, he like I mean, he can really shoot it. You know, and he's ready for the ready for that big stage. I think Omar Ziegler. There are very few players. They call them onions. Yeah, got the onions. Yeah, well, (laughs) yeah, well, Omar Omar Ziegler plays as hard as anybody in the state. Yeah, Um, I think that that's a great thing for the for the uh, DPS. Um, I'd imagine hearing his name a lot more. Um, he's six four, six five. Anytime you um, hear the name Ziggler yeah, in, in, in Detroit yeah, basketball in circles, you know you got a playmaker. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Somebody played baseball and for the Harlem Globetrotters months uh, right. apart. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Um, way back in the early mid twentieth century. Um, but yeah, I also like what. Um, uh, obviously, Douglas, you know Pierre Brooks, being one of the top players in the 2021 class, already holds Division One offers. Um, and then you will move over um, to where you know we brought up a cuff. Will be a senior. Will probably be the front runner for Mr. PSL next year. Um, but then they've also got some other younger guys on that team. Um, and start call as far as Kyle Legree was also a junior. But one of the guys who I really like is Ryland Bowens. He's a 2022, just moved up from Cass's uh, JV. Six four, six five, lefty, athletic. Uh, the kid gets it done. Um, he played in the in kind of like some garbage minutes, garbage minutes versus CMA yeah. um, in the quarterfinals, yeah. but was a really you know showed some flashes of, of what could be in the future. We haven't talked about him. We've talked about a whole bunch of other freshmen. We haven't talked about him. I imagine next year we'll say, "Hey, remember?" Yeah, you know, you heard it will, here. Yeah, yes, yeah. so we looked right in, right in the uh, the, right the, the wonderful light. Uh, also, Pershing. They've got Theron Hill as well as Brian Woodland. Uh, Theron Hill is the youngest son of Twig Hill, the head coach at Pershing, who won a state championship. Who Twig was on those uh, yeah. Carlos Williams, uh, yep. Willie yep. Mitchell won teams. the '92 championship um, with that team. Um, and then CMA's got a. They've got a young guys that are that are over there. I really like what Coach Derek Edwards is doing. Um, but Damon Terrell is one of the guys who's. It wouldn't surprise me if he comes back in a year and he's six seven six eight. Right. He's only a 2021. Right. He's got long go go gadget arms. He gets <laughs> up and down the floor. He blocks shots. You know, and he kind of does. He let's say this: he's embracing what he is as a big instead of really kind of going out there and into uncharted waters. Maybe he's working on his perimeter game and guard skills, but right now he's sticking to the Brendan Bunner, which okay. is you know gonna, probably, probably going to anchor the CMA for the future. Nice. All right, gentlemen. Thank you. Which was all right. Obviously. Uh, PSL Championship game Friday. Uh, that is where I will be. I'll be filming that game. So that's our main event for state champs this week. Make I'll be sure at Callahan Hall on Saturday for okay. the Catholic yep. League Championship. That's Come right. and say what up. And and, yep. You're around. Yep. And, and there are also games going on at Bradford. Give me the some Academy feedback what you guys well. want to okay. see on the, on the Hang Time podcast. That's right. That's on right. the blog. Nice. Yeah, right. yeah. Make sure you tag him. 
Yes. Scott W. Scott dot M. <laughs> Bernstein. You can throw a W in there, too. <laughs> For winning. <laughs> winning Always. like state champs, That's like right. hang time. Just doing it. Just doing it. So uh, make sure you take out, check out state champs. Doing uh, it and Sunday. doing we'll it well, as my man LL right Cool J would say. Right, right, right. Rocking it. That's right. I know. This this is getting real quick. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll rein it back in, and we'll have Matt Mowry here to talk girls hoops. Stay with us. Coaching basketball is a rewarding and challenging pursuit, but you don't have to do it alone. The Basketball Coaches Association of Michigan are here to support you. BCAM is the largest coaches association in the country with nearly 6,000 members representing college, high school, and middle school ranks. Members have access to drills, clinics, job opportunities, and it's the only way to vote for our annual awards, including Mr. and Miss Basketball. Join today by visiting bcam.org because better coaching always matters. So welcome back to Hang Time Michigan. Matt Mowry now in the house here inside our comfy confines, the podcast studio. It's actually cozy. Yeah, it's very nice when it is winter uh-huh. uh, because otherwise uh, it can be very warm here right. in uh, other parts of the year. But uh, it's beautiful in here right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, you know, one of the things everybody has to remember is the girls are a little behind the yep. boys this year from really the first time I can ever remember. Yeah, usually ahead. Yeah. Yep. And again, they've you know only been combined seasons now for a decade, but yep. they are usually ahead. Uh, but let's talk about uh, Detroit Public School League. We talk about the boys. Let's talk yep. about the girls. You had a chance to check out the semifinals and your thoughts. Yeah, Mumford went on a uh, very emotional run to their first PSL title last year. Came down to the final couple of seconds when they beat Renaissance by three, um, and, they, and they won their first ever yeah. uh, PSL title. This year, it's been a little bit of a different experience. Uh, for them, just talking to Kareem Hogan, their coach. It's, it's different being the hunted rather than the hunter. Right. And they've kind of felt that, that they were getting every team's best shot. But uh, it was a actually a kind of it was a rematch of last year's finals in, in the semis mm-hmm. uh, between uh, Renaissance and Mumford. And it was, it was kind of a weird game because Renaissance just they couldn't buy a bucket for for segments of time. And it's, it's a pretty good offensive team that's put up some numbers. In fact, about 15 days earlier, they played on that same floor for the second time in the regular season. And Renaissance put up 73 on Mumford. Right. So Mumford's whole goal going into that game was, let's just try to keep them to 50. Well, they kept them to 35. And you're going to win a lot of games when you can hold your opponent to 35. It was just kind of an odd night. Obviously, you know, Renaissance had some shooting issues that played into it. But it was just, you know, on top of that, it was very good defense by Mumford. So now Mumford's got to face King in the finals to uh, to try to repeat, and that's going to be another game that's going to come, you know, probably right down to the wire. I yeah, think. King just one defeat mm-hmm. uh, this year, eight and one in the Midtown yep, Division. Yep. Uh, but uh, they're going to to Cast Tech. Okay, yeah. yep. all right, and they're going to play at Cast Tech yep. at uh, five o'clock. Did you happen to? Did you get to see King? I did see King, and I saw King earlier in the year yeah. too. I saw them right out of the gate against uh, Kent City, and they, they, they that was one where they they kind of uh, scraped out a one point win, I think, uh, over a very good Kent Kent City team. Um, but King is it's they're going to go 
as Delgene Williams goes. Um, she was not the leading scorer in their semifinal win over East English Village. Um, Erica Martin. She, Erica Martin, yeah. She yeah. actually had uh, 18. But, but Delgene is kind of the, the straw that serves the drink. She's, right. the, she's the kid who's going to get the bulk of the shots, and she's going to get the bulk of the big-time shots. And so that's going to be kind of the matchup that they're going to have to kind of do the same thing to her, Mumford is, that they did in, in the semifinals. Um, where where they, they they shut down Renaissance's best player, and so they're going to have to concentrate on Delgene Williams, obviously, and that's kind of the, the key to to beating to beating. Kim. What's your prediction, or at least how do you uh, foresee this one going? I I think it's going to be a much tighter game than either of them had in the semis, uh, but I, I think I think Mumford's got a good chance of repeating. Yeah, I mean, if if King wins again, I mean, how many titles is that? Eight billion. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's 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 the first one for uh, for their new coach. So oh, okay, right, yeah. exactly. So yes, Winfield. So so Gwen there. will will have her first, and that that would be obviously monumental for her because right. she she played in that program, uh, Gwen Burton, and and it's it's so that would be that would be very big for her. Yeah. But yes, that is a that is a program that is very steeped in tradition. There's no question about it. Look it up. It's uh, it really is impressive. And, uh, I mean, just in the 15-year state champs era, uh, there were a ton. But, again, all coach Winfield. Yes. And uh, he is, uh, I bet, begrudgingly set a step aside. But, anyway, let's find out um, a little bit about Grass Lake. So this has been one of these weeks. Things get postponed. Things get pushed. You know, we had plans on, you know, covering some other games. Uh, Obviously, uh, doing the podcast on Wednesday, and then we release on Thursday. So, didn't get a chance to get any Wednesday action even in on this. So, um, but you were excited about the underclassmen over there. Well, and and if you look at the roster, it's all underclassmen. They have zero seniors, so they're not worried about a senior night getting postponed like a lot of other programs <laughs> are. Um, it's it's a program that it's it's not out of the blue that they're thirteen and one because they've had back to back eighteen win seasons in in Coach Andrea Cabana's first two years, and they've won district titles, but. I think the the point that everyone kind of looked at them and went, ooh, was when they took unbeaten, number one ranked Michigan Center and beat them by three at home. The first time around, it had been a 27-point game, and Michigan Center had kind of done to, to Grass Lake what they did to everyone else leading up to that point, which, you know, was just really put a cap on defensively. Right. And so that was kind of one of those moments where he went, oh, and Grass Lake is now on a 10-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple of real good players that have gotten a lot of college attention. Uh, sophomore Avery Cabana, the daughter of the of the head coach, has already, as a 15-year-old, committed to Grand Valley. Um, she just decided, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. She's always wanted to be a college basketball player, and she kind of wanted to be at a high D2 place. So it was perfect. And then they have uh, Lexis Bargesser, who is their their stud freshman, who has already a couple of D uh, D two offers as well. You know, fourteen games into her high school career, and between the two of them, they average about thirty five points a game, which is a considerable chunk of the offense uh, for that team. But last night they had they were, they were playing against an an overmatched Vanderhoof right. Lake team uh, that has one win on the season. Right. So you knew it was going to be a little ugly, and it was more just to kind of see the Grass Lake kids than it yeah, was anything up 70 else. Seventy something, right? In that yeah, sixty nine. Oh, yeah, sixty nine. Yeah. Okay, it was nope. close. All right. Yeah, they they could have if yeah. it wasn't running clock and yeah, right. so forth. But yeah, it's and the two 
the two uh and cabana i think combined for 35 points so i mean it was those two can score and they have other role players around them so it'll be interesting that's one of those teams that four juniors four sophomores and two freshmen like i said no seniors so as this group gels together over the next couple of years that could be a team to watch out for you know having some sincere postseason success that is your girls basketball update thanks for being here not bro all right we will come back and finish up with the producer Derek blaylock i think he's got a clip to share So, I got my start in officiating when a friend told me I should try it. At first, I just did basketball, and I got hooked. Before long, I added baseball, softball, football, and volleyball. I really enjoy giving back to the game, working with kids, and working with my local association to recruit and train new officials. I would like to say to anybody that officiating is a great way to help kids and stay connected to the game. We always need new officials. There's help wanted, just listen. Welcome back to Hang Time, Michigan. Matt Mowry is still in the house. Dan Young is now in. I know I teased that Derek would be here. Fan stuff coming up next. But we've got our B-Cam segment, and we're talking girls basketball. We're continuing to talk girls basketball. And uh, we did this a few weeks ago, and uh, again, it is what we're calling our lucky seven. These are just who we feel have a really good opportunity. This list could be as many as 10, yeah. which we may even post right. later at statechampsnetwork.com. No uh, 10 kids who could legitimately <laughs> make a case, yes, to be on the Miss Basketball no ballot. Question, but in the awesome. end, yeah. it's going to be four or five, and that's yeah. usually the way right. it works out. Um, we've got seven here, and uh, you can sure witnessing that list on your screen right now. Uh, and it's talented. It's uh, it's pretty stacked from top to bottom. Uh, Rakia Jackson from Edison, Mo Joyner from Heritage, Julia Arold from Gross Point Norwich, and A. Terry from Wayne Memorial, Eliza Winston from Muskegon, Sophia Wired from Muskegon Oak Oakridge, and Molly Davis from from Midland Dow. Uh, again, lots of guards yeah. in this group, um, but uh, again, talent all the way across. The board. How would you guys, even just thinking about recent years, rank this group compared to years uh, past? It's a deep group, and and it's like you said, it could go seven to ten, and kids who have legitimate, you know, bids for for Miss Basketball. But you just look at the where these kids are going: Mississippi State, right. Michigan State, Michigan State, Illinois, Michigan State, Toledo, and Central. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking. That's the big yeah, one right there. There's no question. D one right. across, across the board, the board and all of those. And in yeah. some cases defending national yeah, champions, which, of course, yeah. we wouldn't expect her to go anywhere else. And, you know, it does start at the top it with does. Rikia Jackson. Yeah. We've been talking about her all year uh, with, um, uh, you know, without impunity, she has been a fantastic uh, player here. Again, you mentioned that Mick McCabe said maybe the greatest of all mm -hmm. time, the GOAT yeah. in Michigan here. Mm -hmm. uh, again, that's a bold statement. Uh, and I think there are several players of generations past that could uh, challenge that notion. But it, it it makes you think, and you don't necessarily discount it right off the bat. It's at least a conversation. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, it was it was a well thought out article, and he's been around enough to know and be able to compare. Sure. Um, having seen her live at, at at the event here at LTU and in the city, she is uh, she's amazing. Yeah. I mean. 
She's just uh, she makes it look so easy from catching alley oops yeah. to just coming down, going behind her back and swishing a three with people hanging all over. Her. And then she's just uh, she's just got great length and size. Yeah, step backs, right? Threes. It's she just from all points of the field. Well, and she's she's kind of the modern player who can do all of those things yeah. because in past ages you get a, a six three girl she's standing on the block there's no she's question anchored there her foot's there yeah. and that's where she's going to be and she needs to learn some hook shots and how to rebound the ball and that's she's not that player no. she's she's a true point forward you know who can distribute the ball who can shoot the ball she can do everything you want and that, that's the nice thing about a lot of it we were talking a little bit you know off camera Mo Joyner could play any one of the five positions you needed her to play on the floor. Julia Arald is another one of those right. modern players. Isn't she versatile as well? Outside, who no can question. the ball up the floor. Janae Terry. All of these kids are kind of very modern Hybrid, versions. skilled, yeah. can yeah. play but yet have uh, good yep. size and length defensively. So they're, they can be guard multiple positions. Yeah, and there are no one-trick ponies here. These sure. are all girls who have very diversified skill sets. And I would bet you're seeing it even at the real uh, youth level these taller players given an opportunity to play guard mm-hmm. uh, right off the bat and learn that skill set you know at a nine ten year old level so that by the time you get to high school you're polished and you might be five ten mm-hmm. but you're still going to run the point um, as Janae Terry does at Wayne Memorial and to give a credit to our coaches of these young ladies from Bcam's perspective they're skilled and polished. And they're fundamental, mm, and they absolutely. share the ball. You can tell they've been coached, and that's a credit to our coaches in our state. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, is is there anyone on this list who you think is a real dark horse? I mean, you know, we know it's 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 stacked at the top, but again, this is voted on. Right. Uh, so, is yeah. there somebody that you know? We've got a few West Side players uh, on this list here. We've got a you know a Midland player, obviously a, a Saginaw right. uh, player, and I you know again, I don't know how much it relates to having a chance to see these players at Breslin, you know, which I know a lot of the coaches want to make an opportunity to go see there. We've seen Rikia, we've seen um, Mo for sure, mm-hmm. uh, and Janae. And um, Arot was there and, last yeah, year. That's right. And, that's right. Yeah, right, right down the list. I, I think. And we've talked about this before, too, that the voting is voting, and it tends to be, like you said, this is a player I've seen, this is a player I'm familiar with, so sometimes that factors into it. Now, modern technology allows us to see a lot more than we ever used to, so it's not quite as insular as it used to be where it was just, you know, little factions. But I, I, I do think that if you end up with two or three finalists from the same region or the same city in some cases or the same league that that can sometimes split the vote yeah um so i think it's going to depend on where these kids you know end up being you know who's on that final ballot if if it's two kids from the saginaw valley do you know davis and joiner kind of split that vote yeah. you know who, who's the best in the valley i mean that's an argument yeah. Yeah. who's the best in muskegon if those two end up on the ballot so i i think that that sometimes can can yeah you know and they're supposed to make a highlight video, correct? There'll be a highlight video uh, that'll be on our website. And so we'll be able to connect and see uh, the young ladies that end up being on the final ballot. Sure. And so that is uh, that gets an able to an opportunity for a few, for you know, coaches, five, six hours away right, from sure, yeah. some of these kids and you mm-hmm. don't have a chance. Uh, but the other thing is, you know, you can you can 
Google these girls, yeah. and there's there's plenty there's of highlights on there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and full games. And yeah. full games, full games the highlights. Just with the MHSAA games themselves, obviously. No question. You want to see Rakia full game, you can watch, you know, last year you can watch the State Champs Winter yep. Jam that's uh, on our website right now. And so and I think that's, that's, a, that's a plus. Yeah. That's a plus absolutely. when you're talking an entire – isn't State. that the biggest thing now, do you think, as far as what I would consider fairness? I think because so. Because now these coaches, you know, for wherever they are, have full access to all these to really make no an question. educated decision. No question. And our coaches, uh, they take the time to, to watch those videos and to Certainly. look before they vote. And so uh, there's no question that that's been, a, that's been a real positive. We're at the point now where uh, by the time this gets out, there really isn't going to be much time to still register for BCAM if you're a coach out there that somehow is living under a rock and is not a BCAM member. We're, how has the membership application we, been? We are right at our record, our record oh, okay. of, um, uh, you know, 58, close to 5,800. Uh, we're not there, but we're, we're close. The and it's fun. The record. Of Our re- we've we've gone eleven straight years of beating the year before. Wow! So now, if I'm going to take over and we don't break that this year, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be thinking it's it's you know not good. But so this will go out technically the lar- on the 14th. So they will have. W- Hours twenty to, yeah twenty three hours. When is know, it? Does it end midnight at midnight the end the of the fifteenth? On the fifteenth. So not yeah. the beginning of the fifteenth, but the end of the fifteenth. Right. So they have till eleven fifty nine on Friday night to register. You got it. And again, what do they do? You go to bcam.org. You can register online. Uh, you can mail it in, uh, and you can uh, register as an individual, a school membership. Uh, head coaches are twenty five. Uh, non-coaches would be 10, and then your uh, school specials 80 for so, 15 coaches. So when you say mail-in, and you're talking snail mail, it's just got to be postmarked by the 15th. We'll, we'll take it. <laughs> okay, we'll take it. All right. He wants to break the record, yes, and they're we close, gotta, people. Yeah, we got to break and it. And again, yeah. this, again, if you know coaches throughout the, uh, the state, it's not just high school. You know, obviously colleges are members of BCAM and middle schools. You got it. Yeah, so, that's... That's uh, uh, we're all basketball coaches, yeah. And, yeah. and so uh, college coaches, junior college coaches, NEIA yeah, college, right. assistant coaches. We want to get the younger yeah. generation, the the freshman JV, those coaches yes. moving up the ladder. Yes. Someday going to be a head coach or support your program from uh, a JV or an assistant situation your whole career. It doesn't matter. It's you're helping. You're uh, working with our youth. And the last thing I'm going to say is, and we've talked about this in the past, is there is a list of literally legendary coaches that are part of B-Camp that will have provided their numbers so that if you're a young up-and-coming coach and you have questions on how to improve your craft, Isn't you know, it, it's really been a neat thing that yeah. you can pick up as a B-Camp member, talk to them. They're going to they're gonna share their wealth of knowledge and uh, you know, all their goal is to grow the sport, and they will they will do that for you. They will be there for you and give you just invaluable advice. Yeah, they volunteered their email and their and or phone number for any coach that wants to contact them. It's called our mentor list or resource yeah. contact list, and uh, it's about giving back. And they love to give back. If you call a coach, nine times out of ten, they'll they'll listen and then they'll give you. You know the things that they went through and their advice. And if they don't think they have the skinny on all that, they'll tell you who does <laughs> and recommend right. that. So you've got your in the door right there. So you got Dan, it. Dan, thank you. Thank you, Matt. 
Thank you. Of course, go to statechampsnetwork.com to read all of Matt's coverage. He's been all over it lately and trying to find games when he can. And, you know, we've just been dealing with a lot here as far as the weather goes. But uh, hopefully things are going to mellow out and uh, we're getting ready for playoffs. Especially in girls basketball, we still got some more season to play before yeah. we get to uh, the uh, the playoffs. Three weeks. Can you yeah, believe that? Where, where we are? We're here at we Valentine's yeah. Day. We still got three weeks of girls yeah. basketball. I don't think it's ever happened before. I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy, but it's great. And uh, so anyway, lots going on. And uh, you can, of course, just if you have questions or anything you'd like us to ask here, whatever, just hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, and we'll talk about it here. All right. As promised before, Derek will be back right after. All right, welcome back to Hang Time. Our final segment producer, Derek Blaylock in the box. This is our segment. If you've got videos, you want to tweet at us, all that kind of stuff, we did get one, and uh, tell us what it is. So this one comes from uh, Caleb Bates. He had a nice little jam um, early in the game, it looks like. So uh, take a look. Show him some love. All right, very nice, Caleb. Thank you very much. It's that simple. How do they get this stuff to us? So, yeah, if you guys email me, uh, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at yellowflagproductions.com, or send it in, uh, tweet at us, State Champs Net, um, on Twitter, and we'll uh, get you on the show. That's probably the easiest way you guys are all throwing those clips up on Twitter. Just hit us up, DM us, or just, you know... You know, tag us, and uh, we'll make sure that we uh, try to get it out there. So that's it. That's another edition of Hang Time. We'll see you next week.